Nike hory, na široký poloniny. I popročú vítru stvorí, aby vín spav do dniny. Čorni brovi Ja to tebe idu. 
and the Euphoria Band from Edmonton with a medley or maybe more like an elegant mashup of a few Ukrainian folk songs, a contemporary song by Eva Suk, and um, a little bit of musical arrangement borrowed there from Benny King. And uh, stand by me if you're wondering about that little riff. And a wonderful job by Euphoria from their newly released CD just this past summer. And that song was called... Yapiduv daleki hore into the hills. Dobri vechir, shenovni radio sluchachi, tavitaya vas vsih na radio peredachu nash holos radio krinskoho korinya. Kozra podiatsi vam jak svechano što subote o šosti hodeni na bahatumovni radio stanci AM 1320 CHMB u misti Vancouveri. Pri mikrofoni polvina mokori, djakuju što vebule sluchachama sjoni vechiri. Jakšto zaraz si dajte do večeri, bežaju vam smačnoho. I znovu djakuju što rišala prvuti zimnoju nastupnu hodenu. Hello there and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio coming to you here on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. I'm your host, Paula Demchuk-Makori, Pokerinske Pavlina, and I'm delighted to have you with me. We've got a great program lined up for you. We have another Ukrainian folk tale, and this one is very um, apropos to the season uh, being Halloween time. And it's all about pumpkins, you may have guessed. As well, we've got a book review, and uh, this is uh, sort of an ongoing, I don't know, suggestion for gift-giving, seeing, seeing as that's the next season that we're coming up into. So stay with us. We've, we've also got our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music, and we are going to keep it on a sort of a Halloweenish theme. So the next song we've got is by Anton Mukharski, and this comes courtesy Roman Shved from Kiev, uh, who did a radio program there for many, many years, and uh, shared this music last time I saw him there a few years back. And this is a song that is sort of on a theme. It's a song about a bad man, Zlokohuche Man. <laughs> Войтуха сплеснула в долоні, коли я з'явився на світ. Голос хрипкий, підборіть не голене, що то за дивний плід. Має м'яже сталеві, та ще дві пуповини. Вчасно скальпель спинили, так що я зостався мужчиною, і я злокохучий. Такий же злокохучий мен. Я перший хлопець, я блунівці, мамо, я вельми злокохучий мен. Я навчився лабати рок-н-роли та блюзи, у черкасах придбав файні замшеві шузи. Я начистив до близьку свій новий лімузин, Начувайся райцентри стеблю, я у мами єдиний син, я злокохучий, такий вже злокохучий мен. Я перший хлопець, я блунівці, мамо, я вельми злокохучий мен. Тут такий прогріш гламурненький, я танцюю. Я вискочив на сцену в клубі, гарячий мов 
Зовсім зустрічає мене райцентр Стебельов. Це буде справжній фурор. Я майстерно вдарив по струнах, крикнув «Гей, гопалула!» Аж раптом із темної зали летить дерев'яне стуло. Я злокохучий, такий вже злокохучий мен. Я перший хлопець, я блунівчий, куди ти лізеш? Я вельми злокохучий мен. Розбили на друзки гітару, та в поребрах якийсь казю. Не прохавав райцентр стебльов, справжній мій рок-н-рол. Я начищу свій лімузин і поїду далеко ген-ген. Отвічаю, що Київ знає, я хей злокохучий, я мен. Я злокохучий, такий же злокохучий мен. Thanks to the foresight and generosity of its donors, the Taras Shevchenko Foundation has been investing in the future of the Ukrainian-Canadian community for over 50 years. Since 1963, the Taras Shevchenko Foundation has been funding initiatives that strengthen our Ukrainian-Canadian identity and enhance our Ukrainian-Canadian cultural heritage. These include fine and performing arts and arts groups, museums, cultural centers, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media, including this program. The Foundation strives to become the premier not-for-profit foundation in a Canada which acknowledges the Ukrainian-Canadian community as a fundamental component of Canadian society. Nash Hollis listeners are encouraged to support this vision through continued donations into the future. To apply for grants, make a donation, or for more information, visit ShochenkoFoundation.com.
And that was Trio Maximovich with a traditional Ukrainian folk song, and that translates as Don't Go Into the Woods, Greg, and because um, you're going to get poisoned <laughs> because you've been bad. <laughs> so that's kind of a scary Halloween-y theme. Um, been around a long time, probably predates Halloween. But uh, at any rate, that was, again, Trio Maximovich with a medley of pop tune from back in the 1940s. Yes, My Darling Daughter, originally uh, made famous by Dinah Shore. And, uh, of course, the traditional Ukrainian folk song, Oynecho de Don't Go Out Into the Woods, Greg. So staying on a scary theme, we've got Brete Hadjukene now, and it was a very scary time for about 70 years in the, uh, what is now called, happily called, most of the, I think by most people, the former Soviet Union. Here is Brateha Dukina with Hezabava SSSR. Corner Book Reviews by Myra Junik Ukrainian Stories in English In this edition of Knishka Corner we will be discussing Michael Natishin's historical novel The Road to Rush It is the 9th century 
and the Byzantine Empire is on the rise, while Viking tribes are seeking adventure and glory. The Road to Rush is the story of the Polian Knyaz King Vratimir from the spring of 858 to 879. After a shocking betrayal by Constantinople, Vratimir negotiates with the Vikings, represented by Askoldir and his fellow Slavic tribes, to organize a brazen attack on the heart of the Holy Roman Empire, Constantinople. This is the story of the formation of a political force in Europe called Kievan Rush, which would ultimately become modern-day Ukraine. Knyaz Vratimir trades with Constantinople. When his envoys are murdered on the orders of high-ranking officials in Constantinople, Knyaz Vratimir organizes a coalition of Slavic tribes and the Vikings to attack the city. They spend a year building ships, collecting armaments, and training for warfare against the well-equipped soldiers of Constantinople. Roman Emperor Michael is away fighting the Arabs in the Middle East, and his navy is fighting a campaign in the Mediterranean Sea. Strategically, this is an opportune time to attack the well-fortified city of Constantinople. Will Vratimir's plans succeed? The road to Rush is full of adventure, with fiery battles, political plots, sea voyages, and treachery. It is unique because it is the only historical novel written to date about these events in the 9th century. The writer provides extensive detail about the culture and customs of the Polians, the Vikings, and Constantinople. He also gives readers a taste of North mythology, Slavic pagan rituals, and patriarchal politics in Constantinople. There are references to intriguing historical figures including the founders of Kiev, Kish, Jack Hori, and their sister Lebed, and the missionaries Constantine, also known as Kirillo, and Methodios, as well as the Holy Roman Emperor Michael and his patriarch Photios. In some instances, Hnatishin has taken historical liberties with his characters. Little is known about Askold and Dir in Ukrainian history so the writer combined them into one person, Askoldir, who becomes a pivotal figure in this novel. This is Michael Hnatishin's first novel. There are multiple storylines and lots of characters to remember. Many names are similar, so the appendix of names, places, terms, and foreign language words is a very helpful addition to the novel. Readers may also question the spelling of the word rush, in the title of the book, with its apostrophe at the end of the word. The word Rush, with no apostrophe, was the name given to ancient traders from Scandinavia, while the word Rush, with an apostrophe, is Natitian's term for the United Slavic tribes with the main seat in Kiev. Michael Natitian is a native New Yorker who spent 10 years living in Lviv while working for the American Council's for international education. His keen interest in history, as well as the popularity of television programs such as Vikings and Game of Thrones, inspired him to write The Road to Rush. While researching this novel about the 9th century, Michael found that there were very few historical documents available. 
He read more than 300 books written by historians, academics, and archaeologists to gather background information. Readers will discover that Michael Natishin's The Road to Rush is a fascinating combination of historical fact and fiction. Both Ukrainians and non-Ukrainians will learn a great deal about the Ukrainian spirit from this novel. The Road to Rush is available at Chapters Indigo and Amazon. Thanks, Myra. Join us again soon for another edition of Kanishka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik, here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. And as we're hanging around, we're peering through the windows, staring at trees and wide expensive coffins and cheap plain beers, yeah! Once on summer night, about quarter to ten, we heard a creak and in the doorway there was a man. He greeted and said, Good evening, boys, why don't you come in? We got a little party here, so what do you begin to dance with the dead? Swing with the dead, sway with the dead, and undertake his body. Rock with the dead, roll with the dead, jump till we dead, and undertake his body. And there was no way back anymore We saw the corpses shuffling all over the hall The music started and we got to hit a ball And we danced with the dead Swang with the dead Swayed with the dead And on the taker's body Rocked with the dead Rolled with the dead Jumped to with dead And on the taker's body Yeah! That zombie fight we share the community and it's not a big So welcome to the party where you can dance with the dead. Come on, dance with the dead. Swing with the dead. Sway with the dead and on the takers party. Rock with the dead. Roll with the dead. Jump to we dead and on the takers party. Yeah. With the dead and I'll take his part.
And definitely on a theme that was Madheads with Undertaker's Party from that CD, crazy named and crazy sounding CD. It is called Perche Ukrainske Rockabilny Front, and it is the first compilation of Ukrainian rockabilly and psychobilly. And I still haven't seen the second compilation. I Presumably it's out there, and if it is and I get it, I'll definitely be sharing it with you. But for now, that was Madheads with Undertaker's Party. And staying on a Halloween-y theme, um, for those who are scared of spiders, and I'm not one of them, actually, I really appreciate spiders. They're very, very useful, and they always get to live. Maybe not in the house, but uh, I don't kill spiders because they're just too useful. But um, I know that very many people are scared of spiders. Uh, I don't know why, but they are. So here's a Halloween-ish nod to them with Hrushchi and Pavuchuk.
This is CHMB, AM 1320, Vancouver. Welcome to Beyond the Blue Mirror, a series of programs that celebrates the rich Ukrainian oral tradition. Each program features a folktale or legend, as well as a related real-life story, enhanced with traditional and contemporary music. My name is Linda Mikolayenko. Thank you for joining me. Magic Pumpkins. Once there were two brothers who grew up in a very poor family. And when the time came for them to marry, Yura, the older brother, married a woman who was very rich. And I think he only married her because she was rich. But Mikhailo, the younger brother, well, he married a poor orphan girl whom he loved very much. But luck ran against Mikhailo. He only had his two bare hands to work with, and he did not prosper very well. Now before they were married, Yura and Mikhailo were the best of friends. But after they married, their ways parted, and they quarreled, and one day, after a particularly heated argument, Yura angrily looked at his brother and said, I don't want you ever to set foot in my house again. Spring had arrived, and Mikhailo realized that he didn't even have enough seeds to plant a vegetable garden. He thought about the coming winter and became very worried. What will we do, he said to his wife. Perhaps I will have to go and ask my brother Yura for help. Go, said his wife. Perhaps this time he will be kind to you. And so Mikhailo set off to see his brother Yura. And when he arrived, he began to tell him how badly things had turned out for him. But Yura wouldn't even listen to him. He looked at him and he said, Don't you remember what I told you? I told you never to set foot in my house again. So Mikhailo came back home downhearted. Well, said his wife. No, said Mikhailo. He wouldn't even give me a single seed. What are we going to do? Don't worry, his wife tried to comfort him. You just never know how things might turn out. Now Mikhailo's hut was poor. But the swallows came every year, and they built their nests under Mikhailo's roof. And they laid their eggs, and the eggs would hatch, and you could hear the chirping of the little birds. But one day there came a great gust of wind, and it knocked down all the nests, and they came crashing down to the ground, and all the birds were killed, except for one. 
Mikhailo came and picked it up and saw that its leg was broken, so he brought it into the house and he wrapped a cloth dipped in milk round the leg and he cared for that little bird until the leg had healed and then he set it free. Well, a few days later, that same swallow returned with a pumpkin seed in its beak and it dropped that seed right on Mikhailo's doorstep. Well, Mikhailo's wife was the first one to spot it, and she said, Look, Mikhailo, look what the swallow has brought us. Mikhailo was overjoyed. He picked up that seed and he said, Now we're real farmers. Let's go and plant this seed. And so they planted the little seed, and the seed sprouted and the shoots began to grow, and the shoots turned into vines, and the vines trailed over the garden, and there were green leaves and golden blossoms, and then the fruit began to appear. One, two, three pumpkins that grew into three of the largest pumpkins that Mikhailo and his wife had ever seen. When the pumpkins were ripe in the autumn, Mikhailo said to his wife, Go, go bring in one of the pumpkins and we'll cut it and cook it and have a great feast. But his wife looked at him and said, I could not bring in one of those pumpkins by myself. You'll have to come and help me. And so the two of them went out to the garden and they brought in a pumpkin. They carried it in and they set it down inside their hut. Mikhailo took out his axe, struck it open, and inside were all kinds of food and drink, enough to last Mikhailo and his wife for many, many years. Mikhailo and his wife went back to the garden, and they brought in a second pumpkin, and they carried it in, and they set it down. Mikhailo took out his axe, but before he could strike it open, it burst open by itself, and inside were the finest clothes, enough to dress an entire village. By now, Mikhailo and his wife were very curious as to what might be in the third pumpkin. So they went back to the garden, and they carried in the third pumpkin, and they set it down. Mikhailo took out his axe once more, struck it open, and inside were gold and silver coins, so many there was no counting them. Well, Mikhailo and his wife were no longer poor, and they didn't have to ask the rich brother for anything ever again. But Yuda heard about their great fortune. And he became very jealous, and he wondered how it was that his brother suddenly had become so prosperous. And so one day he said to his wife, Go to Mikhailo and find out how he became so rich. So Yuda's wife went out to see Mikhailo. Mikhailo was not home that day, but his wife was there, and she told Yuda's wife everything. 
She told her how they had had no seeds to plant, but how one day the gust of wind had knocked down the swallows' nests, and how the little birdies had all been killed except for the one that Mikhailo had nursed back to health, and how that same swallow had come back with a pumpkin seed in its beak that had grown into three magic pumpkins. Yura's wife returned home. Yura could hardly wait for spring to come again. And in the springtime, the swallows built their nests under Yura's roof as well. And they laid their eggs, and the eggs hatched. And then they could hear the chirping of the little birds. And Yura waited for the wind to come. And he waited. And he waited. But the wind did not come. And he grew more and more impatient until one day he took a long stick and he knocked down all the nests and they came crashing down to the ground and all the little birdies were killed except for one. Yura saw that its leg was broken so he picked it up and he brought it into the house and looked after it until the leg had healed and then he let the bird go. A few days later, that swallow returned with a pumpkin seed in its beak and dropped it right on Yura's doorstep. Well, this was exactly what Yura had been waiting for. And so he picked up that seed and he went into the vegetable garden and he planted the seed and sure enough, before long that seed sprouted and the shoots began to grow and the shoots turned into vines and the vines trailed over the garden and there were many, many green leaves and many golden blossoms but only one fruit, one pumpkin. Still, Yura was not discouraged but he was worried that someone might come and try and steal his pumpkin from him, and so he stayed in the garden day and night until it was ripe. Then he and his wife picked up that pumpkin and carried it into their house and set it down. Yuda took out his axe, struck open the pumpkin, and out burst a huge flame, and the house caught on fire and burned down with everything in it. Yura and his wife were lucky to get out alive, but now they were left with nothing. But Yura was too proud to go and ask his brother Mikhailo for help, and so he took a sack and put it over his shoulder and set out into the world to beg. But before he could get very far, his brother Mikhailo saw him, and he came to him and he said, A brother should never abandon a brother. Now you have learned your lesson. And Mikhailo and his wife shared their home and their food and their fortune with Yura and his wife. And Yura repented of his selfish ways. And together the brothers lived long and prosperous lives, generous with all that they had, and always remembered to say their prayers of thanksgiving.
The lesson of the story of the magic pumpkins is that a brother should never abandon a brother. And there are many real-life examples of brothers helping one another. But how many can claim to saving their brother from a firing squad? Я народився в Новосілецька, Бобрецький повіт Львівська область. Було чотири брати, одна сестра. Я був середовищий. Як вибухла війна польсько-німецька, ну і ми то молоді Ostap Gelner was 20 years old in 1941, living in a village in Ukraine. His brother, Volodymyr, was two years older than he was and had been conscripted into the Soviet army. World War II found Ukrainians caught between the occupational regimes of both Hitler and Stalin. In opposition to them, an underground movement emerged in 1942 with the ultimate goal of an independent and unified Ukraine the Ukrainian insurgent army, Ukrainska Povstanska Armia, known as UPA. Ostap joined UPA. Over the war years, he never heard any news of Volodymyr and wondered if he was even still alive. When the war ended in 1945 and Ukraine fell under the rule of the Soviet Union, UPA continued its struggle. By this time, Ostap was in Lviv, often making his way to secret meetings to keep informed and receive instructions. It was a dangerous time. One day he was on his bicycle when he was stopped by two Soviet military police officers. Any young man could be viewed with suspicion, and Ostap found himself with an officer holding him by each arm being led to the police station for questioning. He knew what would await him when they searched him and discovered the gun he was carrying. Each minute they walked down the street, he became more afraid. Suddenly he heard someone call out his name. His brother, Volodymyr, still in Soviet uniform, on duty as a chauffeur, was driving by in a jeep and had recognized him. When Ostap realized it was his brother, they embraced. The officers released Ostap to the higher-ranking Volodymyr, and the two continued their joyful reunion in a restaurant over coffee and beer. After that brief visit, they bid each other farewell. Ostap eventually ended up coming to Canada in 1948. He didn't see Volodymyr again until he visited Ukraine in 1990. But to this day, in his home in Montreal, Ostap is grateful for the miracle of the unexpected meeting that allowed his brother to save him from certain death. Beyond the Blue Mirror is a series of programs that celebrates the rich Ukrainian oral tradition. I would like to acknowledge the support of the Canada Council for the Arts. Je remercie de son soutien le Conseil des Arts du Canada. 
I would also like to thank Ethnic FM CKER Radio for the Roger Charest Senior Award for Broadcast and Media Arts, administered through the Ukrainian Resource and Development Center at Grant McEwen College in Edmonton. The folktale in this program is based on The Magic Pumpkins, from the collection of Ukrainian folktales translated by Irina Zheleznova, published by Dnipro Publishers, Cave 1981, and also Brotherly Love from Tell Me a Story, adapted by Amy Friedman, distributed by Universal Press Syndicate, 2003. My gratitude to Ostap Gelner for allowing me to share his recollections with you. Introductory music for this series is taken from Dance 5, from the CD Prairie Nights and Peacock Feathers, performed by Paris de Cave, distributed by Olesya Records. This program also features the folk song Des Hoda Vrodeni, performed by Canada's National Ukrainian Festival Choir of Dauphin, from their CD A Treasure of Our Songs, and the instrumental arrangement of Family Harmony, from the CD, Jeffrey's Musical Restaurant, Ukrainian Feast, performed by Jeffrey Stefaniuk and Willie Hunchuk. I'm Linda Mikolayenko. You may reach me through my website, lindathestoryteller.ca. Thank you for listening. And that was the Kiev Orchestra of Folk Instruments. Uh, that was recorded back in 1977, and it was uh, on a, or it is on a compilation of 200 MP3s on a CD that I found somewhere at a roadside station between Kiev and Lviv back in 2012. And again, that was the Kiev Orchestra of Folk Instruments with 
Ususidahatabila, and that translates as uh, the neighbor has a white house. And, well, you know, kids go from door to door, probably to your neighbor trick-or-treating, so it's kind of still on a theme. Kiev Orchestra of Folk Instruments with Ususida Khatabila. Here's what's coming up this week in Vancouver's Ukrainian community. Next Friday, enjoy a pierogi supper at the Holy Trinity Ukrainian Orthodox Auditorium, 154 East 10th Avenue in Vancouver. Doors are open from 5 to 8 p.m. For details, call Holy Trinity Ukrainian Orthodox Parish at 604-274-8030 or visit uocvancouver.com. On Wednesdays, catch Nash Hollis Ukrainian Roots Radio, broadcasting live from Nanaimo to North and Central Vancouver Island, the Gulf Islands, the Sunshine Coast, Northwest Washington State, and in the Greater Vancouver Listening Area. Join me, Paulina, for the first hour in English, and Oksana Poparajnik for the second hour in Ukrainian. That's Wednesdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific Time on CHLY 101.7 FM on the radio dial and streaming online at chly.ca. And at 6 p.m. Saturday evenings, flip your dial right back here to AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver or catch the live stream at am1320.com. And join me, Pavlina, for another hour of fun on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Please send dedications, requests, and suggestions to producer at nasholos.com. Your comments are always welcome. In between broadcasts, follow Nash Holos on Facebook, Twitter, and our blog. And for audio archives, transcripts, podcast feeds, and more, visit our website at www.nashholos.com.
And that was Mickey and Bunny with a traditional Ukrainian folk song, much beloved one, Uhorach Karpatach, in the Carpathian Mountains. And of course, the Carpathian Mountains is where uh, that Romanian um, vampire Dracula lived. So it's sort of, I guess, as close as I could get to a theme. There's really not very many uh, Halloween-themed songs, in um, at least not in my library. So that was the closest I could get for you, Mickey and Bunny, with Uhora Karpatach in the Carpathian Mountains. You've been listening to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio, our flagship show here in Vancouver, which comes to you Saturdays from 6 to 7 p.m. on AM 1320 CHMB on the radio dial and online at am1320.com. If you miss the live radio transmissions of the show, you can get the podcast later. Just visit our website where you can subscribe to the podcast feed or download the links, and that's www.nashholos.com. There's also a link to our Patreon site there as well, where you'll find playlists, proverbs, and other extra features for patrons and donors. I do hope you'll engage with me there and support the show by following our page or becoming a patron. Incidentally, you can also support the show at no cost to you through the Amazon links found at the Nasholos website. Again, that's www.nasholos.com. I love to hear from you, so please send your suggestions, dedications, and requests. Your comments are always welcome. And our proverb of the week translates as This is a world in which one nation takes advantage of another. And with that, we've come to the end of our program. So to wrap things up uh, on a theme, this is an instrumental, and it's um, really pretty familiar. <laughs> we know it by a different name, but Mandre called it Kolomeka Dracula. I'm Pavlina on behalf of all of us here at Nosh Holos and AM1320. Thanks for listening, and Dobranich! <laughs>
Josh Hollis now has a Patreon site, and I hope as a listener you'll consider supporting the show with a donation there. Nash Hollis is not funded by government and has no corporate financing, so as little as a dollar a month will make a huge difference. Your money will be put to good use to help cover the myriad costs of keeping a show like this online and on the air. So please check out our Patreon page. There are links everywhere on the Nash Hollis website, www.noshhollis.com, or just go to patreon.com and search for Nash Hollis. Patreon supporters will be eligible to receive a variety of goodies, including collections of show content in print, like recipes, proverbs, transcripts, and e-books, and of course, swag and merchandise. You can also help by purchasing items via the affiliate links on the website. There's no extra cost to you to do that, but it does send a little much-needed cash to help with expenses here at Nasholus. At the very least, please follow us on Patreon, as well as on Facebook and Twitter if you don't already. It amounts to a pat on the back, and encouragement is always appreciated. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or requests, please let me know via our contact page at www.nasholus.com. And as a thank you, I've got uh, one last song for you, and this is only for you because you've listened through this Patreon pitch again. And uh, just a reminder, um, head out to the Patreon page, and you'll find the playlist for this show, and that includes the bonus track, which is the Canadian Rhythm Masters from Winnipeg with the Nashi Lieu de Polka. Thanks so much. Enjoy. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.